You're listening to Talk Amongst Friends. I'm your host, Kayleen, with my co-host, Kim. We have Tina and Tiffany, better known as Diz, joining us tonight to talk about abandonment, lies, pain, and making amends. So, how is everybody doing this evening? Good, good, good. Doing good. So, we're hoping that we don't have any further technical difficulties because you guys missed the actual conversation that had started because we had technical difficulties, but now we're going to move on. So, with this subject, um, I think Tina picked a perfect subject for us all because we've all experienced abandonment in some way. We've all experienced lies. We've all had pain and we've, some of us have made amends around this, which I didn't talk about, you know, in the beginning, but I'm going to talk about it now. So, um, what I was talking about, when we originally, <laughs> now we got a dog barking. This is awesome. So what I was talking about was, um, my previous relationship that I was in, um, I had abandonment issues to begin with, but when this happened, it happened exactly the way I was abandoned in the past where the person I was seeing left me, but they left all their stuff in the house, their clothes, jewelry, everything just up and left was like, yeah, I'm going to stay at my parents' house for a few days. Guess what? They never came back until it was moving day. So during that time, I actually lost 17 pounds. I um, decided that I was going to stay in the pain. So I stayed in the pain. I dealt with that pain. And uh, staying in the pain was a good thing for me. Um, I also had a great support system around me. My previous partner, whom I'm now married to, was there for me and held me up through this whole thing. So I'm very lucky to have had somebody in my life like that. And... um, you know, it's funny. It took me 10 years to actually talk to this ex. Now we talk occasionally. Um, I know some of you guys out there know who I'm talking about and you're probably shaking your heads out, shaking your hands right now. And you want to, you want to cuss me out. That's fine. But I do talk to this person occasionally, but, um, it took a long time to forgive them. It took five years for me to even feel okay with it and to actually get over it. Um, but it took 10 years to actually even make amends to actually, I don't even know if it's forgiveness, but to actually get to a point where I could actually talk to this person, but, um, I'm in a good place in my life. So technically anything in my past right now, whatevs, I'm in a position and I'm old enough to know that, um, it was a learning experience. And I, I I truly believe that if you take whatever you're going through at the time as a learning experience, then you don't have to repeat it. But if you don't get the lesson out of it, you're going to keep repeating that same thing over and over and over. And I'm sure all of us have been through things like that. But um, in going through that, it ended up being the best thing that could have ever happened to me because I was able to process abandonment issues that I held on to for shit 40 years. So it, um, it ended up being the best thing I've ever had happened to me. So if anybody else wants to jump in, feel free at any time, please <laughs> save the well, show. I was just thinking that, you know, you brought up the fact that it took you a while. And I, for me... I think that a lot of that has to do with when you're going through an experience, finding the source of it, because I believe you're right. If you don't learn the lesson the first time, or if you don't get what you need out of it the first time, it will come back again in a different form. 
And maybe it wasn't necessarily the time you spent on this particular relationship, but the time you spent identifying the source of why you went through this experience again, why it was so similar to what you had experienced before. And the thing about it was this was a love relationship. The abandonment before was not that type of relationship was different. Mm-hmm. The reason why I had posted this subject on your Facebook, Kayleen, was because uh, I just had like this emotional breakdown that day, actually, at my and I went to a dear friend's house, and she's the one that told me that you know I, about my abandonment history throughout my life, mm. and it just sparked that topic and the reason why it came up and the reason why I had the emotional breakdown is because um, I have an ex-husband who I met when my daughter was about three and he was pretty much a father figure to her. And we did get married pretty quickly. I think now that I look back at it, we should have never really gotten married that quick. Um, It turned out our whole marriage was kind of full of lies and, deceit. And I take, I always thought it was just his fault that it didn't work. And then just last week, my daughter and I, we occasionally talk about him. And last week she was talking about him to me and read some emails and a a passage in his email said, there's two sides to each story, you know, and somewhere in the middle, there's the truth. And we've all heard that. So I thought about it and I've been thinking this, I haven't been sleeping well the last couple of months and I keep having this paranoia, paranoid feeling that something's going to happen, that someone's going to show up. And then I realized it was probably him that I was having some issues that were creeping back up. So Monday I decided to text message him. I found his number on the internet and we had a conversation and we started apologizing for whatever we both did in the marriage. And I think I know Kim doesn't know, but I I believe Kayleen and Tiffany knows that I joined the military right out of high school. And then in the uh, early late 1990s, I had joined again. And this gentleman, this person who I was married to, was also in the military So we both decided to move away from Colorado to try to um, reestablish our relationship. Well, that didn't really work because if our relationship wasn't strong here, it's not going to be strong where we're going. And so it turned out that through these conversations this week, um, he had admitted finally to me that he always played this game about being someone else. And because when he was in high school and junior college, he had the same girlfriend, but he kept getting teased about only having one girlfriend. So that started his fall. I mean, his decline in, I guess, his character for being deceitful to others and starting a relationship when one relationship was still happening. Mm. And that's how we got, started which is both bad on both of our parts yeah for sure but i and i I always thought oh i tried i tried well 
he tried to in his own way. Skipping a few years later, the abandonment issue was I was getting out of the military. He was staying in. He had orders to go overseas. We never went. He decided never to send for us. And at this time, my daughter was probably about 10, 11, maybe middle school, almost middle school age, I think. And it was really hard. I had to scramble to find a place to live and then find a job. And it was just very emotional for me. And and just anger kept building up. And I then he shows up six months later, like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> wow. And <What>? I was <laughs> like, okay. And so... And just recently, he just told me in a text, he thought I was seeing someone else because he, uh, he wasn't allowed in my house. And I told him I wasn't seeing anyone. And honestly, I thought you're going to take the house away if you came in and try to establish residency. And that would be another form of abandonment Mm -hmm. to me. Because, you know, Maslow's hierarchy, the first one is security, you know, and, and shelter. And I didn't have that. So we ended up getting divorced. And I just, I guess, recent events this week showed me that I never processed what happened fully. I just kept going, go, 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 be with my friends, be with people that I've known all my life because I'm from, you know, we're from the same area and never process it. And then I think it just kind of creeped up on me. And that's when the, some paranoia started. Dreams were happening. I couldn't sleep very well. And ever since, and then ever since I've been trying to make amends, telling him I didn't love him the way he should have been loved, you know, or, or whatever. And he told me the same thing and he apologized. It started making me think about when my friend said, well, you've been abandoned pretty much your whole entire life. Your father left your mother. Your mother had a mental illness who wasn't there for you emotionally. I was in foster care for a summer because my mother couldn't take care of me. Uh, I had a college boyfriend that left me high and dry. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And so it made me think about how does abandonment start before you're born? Like why, like, Mm. did this happen when I, my mom was pregnant with me? Like did her issues of of abandonment come to me, you know, in utero or something? I don't know. Like how do people know? Like I did ask my ex, I said, "Did, did you just know that I had abandonment issues back then? Like, did I have a sign that said, Oh, come and screw me over. And, and screw my daughter over and see how it goes. <laughs> I, don't I think believe. we've all had that sign at some point. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. I mean, you know, when you don't face those old abandonment issues, you know, and it's very hard when there's a parent involved. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is like something that, when that it's I historical didn't want to discuss. You know, yeah, this is like something I don't want to get in personally, but... Um, well, it's hard. Because I'm not I, ready to, but um, I can I can relate and I understand that. Um, whew, I mean, I loved my mom. She was she did the course. best she could to, for me. Yes, she just, what you're saying now. Yeah. 
we just don't know how to be parents. I mean, there's no book. Right, right. But but our parents also learn from their parents. Correct. So our parents did the best they could with the resources they had. Right. And me being a grandparent now, I can't look at my grandchildren and say, you can't do that. Don't be mad at that person. Don't hold grudges. (laughs) And I do the same thing. <laughs> well, it's everybody, everybody, every human being has their own experiences, right? So mm-hmm. I believe that we were put here and we all have our own experiences to live through. And we all have our own. Um, I don't believe in traditional religion. So um, I believe a different way. I'm a pagan. I believe in a God and a goddess, but I believe that we are put here to learn and um, everybody's, so I've uh, one of my things that I feel that I've had to learn was that I cannot take care of people who will not help themselves. That's been one of my biggest yeah. life lessons is because I'm always trying to fucking save people. Yeah. And right now I'm going through an abandonment issue um, that I'm definitely willing to talk about, which I have talked about on past shows, but it really is an abandonment issues. I haven't had a family get together in two years because of my job and the choices that I made. Um, with a nephew of mine who shot somebody and I actually worked the call and I realized it was him. So I had to go tell them that I know who this is. And my family is pissed off at me because I made a choice between morality and loyalty. But where is that line end? You know what I'm saying? So for me, this last two years, me and my mother have basically been abandoned by, by my family. My mother supports me. So she got abandoned, which is fucked up. And I got abandoned. So like they have their own family get togethers and we don't get invited. So it's been a rough ass two fucking years. So that's abandonment. And, and I'm, and this has been all resurfacing this week for me now, because I just got, I just had a meeting with a DA yesterday. This, this is going to trial next week. I have to go. I'm not fucking happy. Do you think I want to be there? Fuck no, I don't want to be there. This is my fucking family. And I have to testify against my nephew whom I fucking adore but you know what? I didn't put the fucking gun in his hand and I didn't tell him to pull the fucking trigger. But yet I was abandoned by my family. So here I am again dealing with abandonment issues, right? But I'll tell you what, I have friends that are my family. And thank God for those people. Thank God for yeah. those people. Because I don't know where I would be today. But, you know, abandonment is just, I mean, it's, I'm actually glad we touched the subject because God, it's, it's such a deep subject and it, it, it falls along the lines of a lot of things, family, friends, uh, intimate relationships. Right. I mean, but how often do we abandon ourselves? Oh, everything too often. Yeah. I knew somebody was going to touch on that and I knew Mm -hmm. it was going to be Kim. I don't know why (laughs) because she's right. She's right though. We tend to abandon ourselves. I mean, even now, it's 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 funny. I've abandoned myself because two years ago, almost two years ago, I got surgery. I got bariatric surgery because of health problems, things like that. I still see what I was two years ago. So I basically abandoned what I look like today because I can't focus on that. My my brain won't let me focus on girl, you're healthy, you're good, you look okay. It's okay. So yeah, but we I think do it's abandon like ourselves. You said, though, You're right. Tina, 
you were asking the question, when do we first connect to that sense of abandonment? When do we first identify those emotions? And I think I'll, I'll use my mom and I as an example. One of the things that we had to learn in our relationship was that the fact that we grew up in a time period where parents didn't get to be a woman. They didn't get to be a man. They got to be just parents. Right. And because of that, she did not share with me a lot of her life experience that could have made what I identified with and what I went through emotionally, the generational trauma. Yes. Kim, let's clarify that. Let's clarify that where they were expected to be parents. Correct. And you didn't share with your kids. You weren't, you weren't the dialogues that I have with my kids. Now I could never have imagined my aunts and uncles having with my cousins, my, my parents having with me, you didn't talk about what it meant to feel delusioned when you started a relationship with someone and it didn't turn out the way you felt you picked up, you moved on. Cause I got kids. I got to feed my kids. I got to yep. pay my bills. Yeah, I have yeah. time yeah. to process that. Right. You got to rub or, dirt on it and keep on moving, girl. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but like yeah. you said earlier, Kayleen, stuff yeah. you don't deal with, yeah, it's going to come back. And I think yeah. you were about to comment on it too, Diz. Don't let me put words in your mouth. But when we were talking about, and Tina was saying, you know, when you reach that point, where you can see things a little clearly. When you know better, you do better. But how much grief could you have saved yourself? Right. <clears throat> exactly. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of like our parents when they fucking said, wait till you're my age, you're going to know. Bitch, wait, let me tell you, they you were lying. Kids. Wait till yeah. you have kids. I'm like, wait, what? What, what, what am I doing? What do you right. mean? Wait until I have kids. Tell me now right. what it is I'm supposed to be getting. Come on, hold on. Okay. But if they told you though, if they told you, let's. The reality is, we all would have been like, we all yeah, did. Whatever. Not that we all would have been. We all have done like, right. shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, but like, you don't know what I'm going through. That way. Yeah, right. You don't know what you wouldn't have been. Let's think about that. If you, for me again, I'll claim my own shit. If you had had a conversation with me about. Look, Kim, there are going to be times in your life where shit is going to knock you down. It's going to hurt. Okay. You need to sit in that pain and process that in that moment. Because if you don't, as you get older, that shit's going to come back around. And it's going to be your partner leaving you or abandoning you. Or it's going to be your children leaving you or abandoning you. Or it's going to be your siblings leaving you. Or abandoning you. We didn't have those kind of conversations. We yes. had the conversations about, oh, don't do that because you'll regret it. Well, right. Right. That, like you said, Diz, what you mean? That conversation would have saved me so much pain and heartache. Just knowing, hey, this shit hurt. Deal with it. Not our parent. My, my, I speak for myself. My mom is the strongest woman I know. I never saw her fall, stumble, or anything. So I didn't even know that it was a possibility mm-hmm. that I was going to fall and stumble. So when I did, I was just like, what just happened? My world is over. 
because I think parents are not supposed to show their kids their weaknesses. It's an adult issue. It's a parent issue. And kids don't need to be part of adult issues. They just How many times dumb. have we heard that, though? How many times have we heard that? That's right. It's grown folks' business. It's grown folks' right. business. That's but the they thing. know more than we think they know. I started my daughter. She knew a lot more than what I thought because I, right? She was only like, you knew oh. a lot more when you were smaller than you thought. Oh, yeah, my daughter, right? my yeah. daughter knows everything. I don't have to say a word, and she knows everything. I started out parenting like my mom parented, like my father parented, and then I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. You, you got you guys. Yes, your kids. But you're human beings. You need to understand this is what is going on in this house. I'm not this this isn't for you to worry about. This isn't for you to, to deal with or struggle with or whatever, but it's so that you understand. Sometimes I'm on edge. Sometimes I'm upset. I'm sad. Whatever. But this is why. It's not you, it's me. So that I'm not putting that on my kids. It's, yeah, but at the same time though. I have to say our generation mm-hmm. lost something because our generation has raised a bunch of little fucking bitches and a bunch of little pussies because first <laughs> of all, not everybody gets a motherfucking blue ribbon. Okay. That's some bullshit. And I'm getting sick and tired of hearing these Republicans say that it's a Democrats. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Because let me tell you something. I'm a coach. Not everybody gets a fucking blue ribbon. You got to earn your fucking spot on the floor. Oh. So everything <laughs> I have in my life, I have earned, motherfucker. Ain't nobody handed it to me. Right. So I yeah, still believe in that. I still that believe too, in instilling though. that in kids, right? I still believe in instilling that in kids. But at the same time, you're right. Like, we should teach them what we're going through, right? What we're feeling, what's happening. But hey, this is for me to deal with. I got this. You just do what you're doing, you know? Right. As long as you ain't fucking up and I don't got to beat that ass. Right. But how do they have the tools? What we have to remember is that... We have our children usually for about 18 years. Most people live to be about 72. That's the actuary tables for life insurance. So 72. So you have a very short amount of time Damn. to give a human being. Bitch, we only got 22 more years left. What the fuck? So you have a very short amount of time to give young people the tools that they need to function. One of the things that I think that we really missed out on in my generation was we were taught do as I say, not as I do, not as I do. And so we had no understanding of why certain shit was happening to us why we were emotionally going through certain things, why we were having the reaction that we were having. Yeah, but And Kim, we had no tools to have those conversations. But Kim, are we a bunch of pussies? No. No, we're not a bunch of pussies, but we drive everybody out of our lives. I don't need you. I got this. You can hit the dough anytime. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me I'm tell you, up. thank God for that. Because my soul is very motherfucking small. And I don't want it to be any bigger than it fucking is. Fuck <laughs> you, I ain't got time for that shit. Yeah, but how many good people, how many truly good people, if you look back on your life, I'll speak for myself. How many people have I driven out of my life 
that I really, really could have bonded with, but I could not let that barrier, that wall down long enough to let them in. I have to tell the truth. I'm very if I look back on my marriage right now, I went in with an exit strategy. <laughs> I wish I would have went in with an extra strategy because this motherfucker cheated on me. <laughs> I was just telling you Shit. the truth. I was Shit. like, you know, well, look, I love you dearly, love you for life, and seriously, took vows. I mean, I was one of them hard headed folks that was like, even before marriage equality, I want to get married. The fact that I'm marrying a woman ain't got shit to do with it. I'm getting married. I'm going to a church. We're going to have a wedding. And if, hey, I want what everybody else get, damn it. So I said vows, literally mm-hmm. knowing in the back of my mind, I'm sitting here calculating, okay, if this don't work out, here's what I'm going to do. Here's where I'm going to go. Here's how this is going to work. It'll take me this amount of time to do this. It'll take me that amount of time to do that. Oh, Kim, you know what that is? <laughs> It's part of our subject here. That's a big fucking lie. It's called fear of abandonment. A big lie, though. As yourself, yes, yes. My 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 family always told me always always have a secret account and put money on on that account in case something happens tell the truth and that they don't know about it because you need to protect yourself tell the truth and now that's right Kim that's abandonment (laughs) you're preparing for abandonment yes our parents set us up that's with right. That, with that right there. And the problem yes. is, we yes. have a plan. So I, I, I always have a backup plan because y'all motherfuckers go, go bounce. And I told my, I've told my daughter that her whole life. Always have another account. <laughs> Don't tell anybody <laughs> about it. Don't even tell me about it. What is it, my Uncle Jackie? I never will forget. My Uncle Jackie used to have these witticisms. So we're he planning the abandonment before the abandonment happens. <laughs> right. Because we are so used to being abandoned because that generational trauma, my grandmother was abandoned. She didn't process it. So like you said, it came back again in the form of her children. Her children didn't process that shit. Here it come back again in the form of her grandkids. (laughs) Here it come back again. And it becomes cyclical. And you tell yourself like you did, like you were saying, Tina, you tell yourself these lies like, but it wasn't really my fault because see, he was, you know, he was, she, he wasn't no good. And he this and he that and he, whatever. It wasn't my fault because I knew this was going to happen. So I had to be prepared. Right. It wasn't my fault because, you know, I didn't have time to fall apart after I experienced those abandonment issues in childhood. I had to get up. I had to move forward. We cover shit and we put up walls around things and we blame that on the need to move on. When the real need is to process that shit, to go through that shit, to experience that in all that it is and gain the wisdom from that so that you can pass that on to other people, be it your children, your spouse, your partner, your friends, whomever. But you can't pass on what you 
haven't processed. Mm-hmm. Mm, amen. But it is a joke. Oh, I was screwed in utero. Because, yeah, all the way from Korea to here. That's nice. Well, you're right. You asked the question, <laughs> Tina. Do yeah. you experience that in utero? Well, think about it. Yeah. If your parent that carried you is feeding you air, they're giving you nutrition. Yeah. They're feeding you blood. You think they don't, you don't feed them your emotions? Right. Mm, How many point. times Good have point, doctors Kim. said kids like experience, it. if you're in a traumatic situation or a domestic violence situation, your kids know what's going on. Right. They're not stupid. Right. Right. You For know, sure. so how do we honestly think that young people don't pick up on that? And yet we don't have a conversation about it. We don't process it. And then we expect them to grow up and be just fine. Right. So no, they're not being pussies, but then they end up being Attila the Hun because when they smack you upside your damn head, because that's what mama did, then we look at a cross eye. I don't know. I mean, I think the abandonment issues, like, you know, staying in the pain, like, so... So what, how old was I when this, when this happened? Um, I don't know, in my forties somewhere, right? Like my mid forties. So no, 10 years ago, shit, 10 years Your ago, ass girl, is my 30. so in my late thirties was when I experienced all this shit, <laughs> when I was still going to the bars, girl. Anyway, so my late thirties was when, was when this happened to me. So my epiphany came, I remember now my epiphany came at 37. So honestly, I lived 37 years without facing my issues, right? So at 37, when this happened to me, when this abandonment happened, because seriously, if somebody leaves their shit in the house and bounces, that's straight up abandonment, right? Um, I experienced that as a kid. So this happening to me made me face that, that was in my past. And thank God for that, because... I don't know where I would be today if that hadn't happened to me. You know what I mean? Like it was like, so, so at that point I made a decision. I made a literal conscious decision. Okay. Cause I am a fucking professional bricklayer motherfuckers. I will build the biggest fucking wall and nobody can penetrate that wall. I'm good at that. I'm good at keeping to, I, I still do this to this day. Okay. I still, I reach out to a few friends once in a while and I'm like, Hey, this is what's going on. You know, like with what is going on with me right now, I'm in a very painful situation. Okay. I'm not putting it out there to the world, but I am in a very painful situation right now. And I reached out to one friend. I reached out to one friend. I texted her because I know that she knows exactly what I'm going through. And she texted me back and she's, you know, she's telling me like, hang in there. You'll be fine. Like just, you gotta just breathe basically. And, um, it's like, you know, I'm learning to reach out to those people that care about me, those people that are around me, those people that I, yes. I have as those friends. Um, I'm learning. I, I've, I've learned that. But at 37 was when my life took a huge turn because I decided to stay in that pain. And when you stay in pain, that is one of the hardest fucking things you can do because I'm a professional, man. I will shove pain down and I won't feel that shit. I will shut you out in two seconds and never fucking look back yep. at your ass. That's not a problem. I can do that. I'm very Mm -hmm. good at that, but it's the stain and the pain that gives you that growth. And it took me till I was 37. And I will tell you, once I did that and I stayed in the pain and I felt that pain my fucking entire life. And I will, I don't care. I will tell anybody this completely and totally changed. Put me in a place of gratitude. 
I have been in a place of gratitude, honestly, for like about 10 years. And I can tell you, it was life changing. It put me in a direction to where I am in a stable relationship. I'm in a stable job. I have money in the bank. I am fine. Like literally, if I look at my life right now, honestly, the only thing wrong with my life, and actually there's nothing wrong with my life, is that I don't have a million dollars in the bank. <laughs> that's well, seriously. all of us. Wait. I, I, I think that's <laughs> wrong with everybody's life, ain't it? <laughs> and that's what I mean by that is the only thing wrong with my life. Like when that happened to me, it put me in a space of gratitude and a place of where I was like, holy shit, this is what it's supposed to be about. And you know, I'm an, I've been in a relationship for now almost, we've been in a relationship for 15 years. Even though I broke up with her and I ended up with somebody else during that time, we still spoke. She was still there the entire time and she was still in here the entire time. It was never, it was never like you think, but I am in my life right now at 49. I am in the best place I have ever been ever. And I think that is because I faced those abandonment issues. I faced those lies. You know, when, when, when I got married and I, I think I've talked about this in a previous show, my first marriage was to a man whom I literally believed was the only man was the only person on this planet that was ever going to love me the way that he loved me or the way that I felt that I deserved to be loved. Right. And God, when, when he cheated on me, I was devastated, devastated. But at the same time, I was able to say, fuck you, I'm out, right? You know, and not stay in that. Thank God I didn't stay in that. And thank God I didn't have kids with this guy because he'd be fucking still part of my life to this day. Fuck that. I tried to have him in my life and just, it was like, wow. Like, no, that's part of my past and it could stay back there where it's at. But so many times we don't face these issues. But when we do, I swear to God, when you face those issues, you stay in that pain no matter how much it hurts. God, we want to just shove that pain down. But if we leave it here at the surface and we live in it and we deal with it and we talk about it, I promise you at some point in time, you're going to realize I am okay. I yep. am okay. <clears throat> and you get out of man, absolutely you get out of it because yes. if you don't, then you're not able to speak your truth. Right. Eventually I, you go back and like you said, Diz, you, you realize all the shit you could have avoided if you right. had the conversations. <laughs> that's, but the real abandonment is that you kind of abandon, not kind of, I'm going to just stand on it. You, you abandon yourself. You do. We do. We all do. On you. And you lie to yourself like that is about somebody else. And you try and accept the apology you'll never receive from somebody else. But you haven't apologized to yourself for giving up on you because you didn't take the time to process and to go through the journey. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like that for me was the biggest life lesson I had to learn. Kim, you gave up on you. Yep. When yep. you refused to 
allow yourself to be hurt, when you refuse to allow yourself to be disillusioned, when you refuse to allow yourself to trust and to be vulnerable and to be all of those things that everybody else seems to be able to be just fine, you abandoned you. You abandoned Kim. You abandoned who she is. And as long as you are running from you, you can run to everybody else. It's not going to help you. Yeah, it's 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 crazy how how that plays out, because with with my situation, I'm about to say some stuff that. Three people in this world know, so people who listen to this are going to be like, what? So when I left Colorado in 2018, moved to Oklahoma City to be with my girlfriend at the time, 36 hours after I got here, I was homeless. She put me out. I was on the street with my clothes, my TV, my car. Didn't know what the hell I was going to do. But I kept going back. Trying to make it work. Trying to, you can't do this to me. This, 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 you you can't do this. This isn't going to happen. I did that for a year and a half. A year and a half. Until one day I woke up and was just like, I cannot do this anymore. And started to live in that pain and figure out because along the way in that year and a half, I had some, I had a couple other fucked up relationships too. Trying to, trying to find something. And so, I was by myself. Well, obviously, kid was here, but by myself in my pain for a year until I was able to kind of peek out and say, "This, this isn't one hundred. This isn't all her fault." Obviously, I played a role in this. What was my role? What did I do? How do I fix that myself? And it's just, it's, it's been once, just one footstep after the other getting to that point. I'm still, I'm still dealing with some issues still, but you just, like I said, living through that pain makes it, makes you have to grow, have to yes. figure some shit out. Like I said, I figured some shit out about myself. Yep. I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe you're not as good of a person as you think you are. That's right. <laughs> Bingo, what you yeah. just said, okay? Yeah. Even though I was abandoned, believe me, I played a role in that. Yes. <clears throat> believe me, I did. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I did. Because like I said, when I was saying that I'm a bricklayer, believe oh, me, I had those bricks up long before oh, yeah. she left me. Oh, yeah. Long before she left me. So I played a role in that as well. because that wasn't where I was supposed to be, but I learned that. But yes, when you can admit your own faults, Tiffany, then you can sit in gratitude and realize. So thank you for saying that because actually I didn't say that. And I actually should have said that when I was talking (laughs) about it, but thank you because you made a beautiful point there. We all need to own our own shit. And we tend not to because we want to look better to our friends than we actually are. Yes, that is right? so true. 
Right. And Tiffany, you're so right. I just this week admitting that I had fault in not having this marriage work. I had a wicked temper back then. Honesty is so big for me that it's to a fault. Right. Like if you tell me, oh, I, I, you know, I, I, oh, I didn't buy this ivory soap on, you know, I bought whatever, you know, I'd be like, oh, you're lying, which is nothing. Like, why would I get upset about that? So just admitting to this ex, my faults and apologizing and, and then, if we had this conversation, maybe 10 or when, I don't even remember when we got divorced. (laughs) 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 Did you get divorced? Did you get divorced? What's your divorce? That's the most important part. I have a decree. I got divorced. If we're not divorced, he's he's a a bigamist, so he better go to jail. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I just having these text message conversations, it's like, oh yeah, I do remember when that happened and how I, how I reacted and how I behaved was not kosher to treat anyone like that. So, so let's flip, let's flip the script for a second. Sure. What, what happens or how do you deal with the fact that the other person is like, well, yeah, it was all your fault. Well, that's when, how I felt. <laughs> well, and that's like with with my, with my ex to this day. That's yeah. that's what I what I said. Sometimes, sometimes you can't make amends. One hundred percent. If, if I see somebody, she's like, it was it was all your fault. You everything everything you did throughout our entire relationship was to push me away. And I'm like, or forgive, Tiff, or oh. forgive, because I don't believe that forgiveness should be inclusive because I'm sorry. There are some people, bitch, I ain't forgiving you. (laughs) Fuck that. I can't forgive you. Make me homeless. I cannot. I mean, who says that? What kind of person does that? Right. Like, like like, seriously, I mean, there are people you just can't forgive. Right. But there are people that you can forgive because you, you, you had a part in that. Or is it, the situation that you don't forgive. Because what I heard in what you shared is, to be honest with you, you knew in your mind and in your heart that you didn't want to be homeless, but you didn't want to be where you were. But for you, knew it wasn't me. That's self-forgiveness. Have you forgiven yourself? There you go. Yes. And the truth of the that matter was, is that was the big, the big rev, the big one for me is that, okay, I have to forgive myself self. for putting myself in that situation to end up right. in the situation. Once I was and that's really what it is, the hardest. Sometimes the reason we have so much trouble forgiving other people yes. is because we haven't really yes. forgiven ourselves. Given ourselves. Because oh, absolutely. we didn't forget, I didn't forgive me for not being able to share me. Or I was angry and resentful. I didn't forgive me for being me. needy of an emotion and a, an affection and a connection that I did not have as a child. I didn't. Well, what about me. forgiveness for self-love? Kim? There you go. I didn't. It's harder me. to love ourselves than it is to love others. 
which is why it's so easy to give up on ourselves and abandon ourselves. It's so easy to lie to ourselves and tell ourselves that we didn't know that. That's not happening. That's not true. It's somebody else's fault. Because if we admit that part of it was us, if we admit that we did it, then we have to accept well, how could a person like that do something like that? Why would you be well, dumb enough failure, right? Nobody to follow wants to somebody somewhere you know you didn't need to be and then end up homeless? How you gonna yeah. be that? How you gonna be like yeah. that? How you, Kim, gonna marry somebody that you know damn well you ain't really in love with and then you end up divorced? Mm-hmm. You know, how you gonna do all of that? How you gonna get with somebody that you know is gonna abandon you just like you've been abandoned before? How you going to, you know, marry somebody that you know you can't connect to and you're going to end up divorced when you have to stare your face self in the face and answer those questions. That's when you have to say, okay, I forgive myself of that. Right. But it's a failure, Kim. And we as humans, failure is a negative, right? Like looking at failure as a learning experience, right? We look at it as, oh, fuck that. We fucked up, right? So my first marriage, this is why it took me so long to get married to Tina. Because my first marriage failed. I felt like a fucking failure and I didn't want to fail again. Mm -hmm. So I was like, nope, ain't going to do it, right? So it took my boss fucking sitting me down being like, what the hell is wrong with you, basically? I mean, she didn't say these words, but she was, Bitch, get your shit together. (laughs) Marry this girl. And I will never forget. She looked at me and she said, I hope to God my husband looks at me the way Tina looks at you 15 years down the road. And it was like the fucking light bulb went on when she said that. I was like, fuck, she's right. Like, holy shit. Like, if you have somebody like that in your life, you better fucking hang on for dear life. Because if you don't, you just missed a fucking opportunity with your soulmate. But how likely would it have been for you to experience that if you had not dealt with the fact that it was you who was afraid? It was you who was laying the bricks, building the wall. It was you who could not trust that after I had disappointed you, Tina and abandon you in the relationship we had because I had this history of abandonment issues. Yes. So my idea was I'm going to fucking leave you before Before you leave me. me. Boom. And I did. And I did. You know what? (laughs) You stayed there and waited for me because she was like, nah. And thank God she did because thank God. But do I deserve that? deserve that and that's part of the problem is we don't believe that we deserve happiness and so that was part of the abandonment was i was like she's gonna leave me so i'm gonna leave her before she leaves me right right and so i picked a person okay so the person i picked is the fucking best abandonment person you could ever imagine okay like when she gets bored with the relationship, she's out. She's on to the next fucking relationship bye bitch she's one of those people that are addicted to that 
beginning feeling that doesn't last in relationships. I mean, fuck the honeymoon. Oh, thing. like the butterflies and yeah, yeah. yep, everything's yep. oh so rosy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's not what relationships are about. And that's something that you have to learn, right? So I had to learn that. I had to learn that that relationships are something you have to work at. Relationships aren't always going to be happy. They're you know what I mean? Always there easy. is a time. Love is you. a verb. I promise not you, a noun. there is a time <laughs> if you stay with that relationship and you work through your shit, there will be a time when you look at them and you cannot fucking imagine your life without them. Because you know what? Right now, my life is complete. And without Tina, I don't want to imagine, you know, and, but it took me a long time to get to this space, but it also took me growing. And it also took me facing that abandonment and saying, you know what? She's not going anywhere and I'm not going anywhere. So finally I was able to say, okay, Let's do this. Let's get married. You know, because it was always me. And you're right, Kim, when you said it literally took my boss going, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, get your shit together. And then like, I had to process that. I had to process that conversation that her and I had. And I was like, fuck, like, she's got a good point there. Like, she's right. And the fact that she's on the outside looking in, okay, because she really was. She's on the outside looking in going, damn, I want somebody like that to look at me 15 years down the road. But I never saw that. And when she said it to me, it was like fucking light bulb went on. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is it. Like, I need to stop and I need to grab this. I need to grab this. And I need to, I need to, because what if one day Tina was like, fuck that, man. I've waited too long. I'm out. Then I would have lost out. Right. Right. So it was like, when she told me that it's funny how it always takes an outside person that doesn't know you the way probably, you know, some other people know you to say, listen, you know, but God damn, she's right. So, you know, just getting over those abandonment issues, getting over the lies. I mean, let's talk about the lies. You know, I left Tina for somebody else. Okay. I lied through that whole time. I lied to myself. I lied to her. I fucking completely fucked her over because I didn't want to be abandoned, right? So I abandoned her in turn because I was like, fuck that, I'm getting you before you get me, which was totally stupid, right? But that's how we think sometimes. That's how we're conditioned to think. But did you really lie to Tina or did you really lie to yourself? Both of us. I lied to her, I lied to me, right? I lied to her, I lied to me. That this person was going to abandon you. You knew that. Girl, girl. Let me tell you (laughs) something. Let me tell you something. Just Even like though, you were saying, Diz, I knew. literally had someone tell me this, this was not going to work. Gonna tear this me. was not where you yeah. needed to be. Literally. Right. And it was Barbara. It was Barbara. She looked at me and she said, this person who I will not name is going to rip you to shreds. Like she told me this in her fucking living room. And I looked at her, even though I knew that she was absolutely right. And I felt it and I knew it was going to happen. My first thought was, I'm Kaylin Granado, bitch. She ain't going to do that to me, even though I knew she was going to do that to me. Hold well, up. Guess what? She ripped me to shreds. But it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. But yes, it did happen. Oh, the pain was excruciating. It lasted five years. Jesus Christ. Right? Same, same thing. My ex's family, mother, sister, nephews, daughters, everybody told me you need to leave her alone i was like what Tiffany, i think we fucking told you <laughs> i think me and liana told you at one point bitch 
run. Right? <laughs> I mean, yes. honestly, I think I may have been one of those people who told you. Mm-mm. For sure. For sure. It but but like, it's your experience, Tiffany. And, it's and your just experience. Like, just like you, if it wasn't for the fact that I went through that, I would not be in the relationship that I'm in now. I'm in the most Bingo. healthy relationship I've ever been in in my entire life. Bingo. Because I went through that. I dealt with it. I learned some shit about myself. I fixed some shit about myself. And I grew to the point where I was like, okay, I went into this relationship with no backup plan. Girl, I think me and Leanna had a conversation. I, of, Girl, do not tell me Tiffany is with that damn bitch again. <laughs> I seriously think that conversation came up between us at one point because Mo- I was like, probably multiple. Times. I was like, wait a minute, this bitch is moving to fucking Oklahoma for this fucking crazy ass bitch that kicked her out of the Yeah, park. I thought you were moving for a job. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I moved. I moved for the job, but the byproduct of that was she was here. Um, so I still had the job, which. Honestly, moving to Oklahoma has been the best thing for my career that I could have, I couldn't even imagine how, how well it was going to work out for my career. Like I said. But can we be ever- for a reason. Shit happens for shit a reason. Happens, and sometimes we don't know what those reasons are. And uh, when you're good, when you're in a good place, your personal relationships are good. Your friendships are good. And your relationship is good, but your work is good. I'm finally in a good place for work too, but, because you know what? I was settling. Gotta right. move. Uh-huh. Yeah. But Kaylee, we'll you're, you're right. When we don't listen to those that are close to us, when they tell us to our face, get out of this, get out of this yeah. because someone in my ex's family, I'll never forget it. Sat me down and was showing me some photo albums. I wasn't his second wife. I wasn't his third wife. I was probably his fourth wife. I don't even, I can't even tell you. And, and, and now I look back at it. It was probably her way of saying, what are you doing? Get out. Right. Yep. I'm about to tell you guys a story that I ain't told anybody. So (laughs) when I was with the person that will remain nameless, (laughs) get this shit. I was at her house. I was playing pool with her son and I will never forget this dude. I was pissed like a motherfucker. But you know what he told me? He said, you know what? You're not special. He said, he said to me, he said, she will leave you like she's left everyone else. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He said, he said, he said it to me. He goes, she will leave you like she's left everyone else before you. And I was because like, get the fuck out of here. Shut up. Kids experience this. Yeah. Kids know. Kids know. know. Dude. They he was no child at this point, you guys. Model. He was already in his 20s. And when he said that to me, dude, I was like, fuck you. I'm Kayleen motherfucking Granado. <laughs> but see, what please. I would challenge Kayleen is, please. I think you knew she was going to leave you. And yes, I think I the whole point I was. I did. You did did what you did because you were afraid. Yes. I'm what I had. I'll speak for myself. When you, when I was in a relationship that I thought could lead to something good, the self sabotage 
was let me hop over here <laughs> and go with somebody that I know ain't no good for me, that I know ain't yes. gonna work. Right? Yes. Because I'm afraid, whoa, <clears throat> to be that vulnerable. Right. Yep. I'm afraid. Well, I don't do vulnerability, motherfucker. If you know Kayleen Grado, she don't do vulnerability. Hey, can't, I don't This do show has made me more me? vulnerable than I've ever been in my life. I'm an only child. I've been me raised too, by a single mother. Okay. Yeah. I don't do vulnerable. I pick my shit up and get to step in. But I can do that because I didn't allow myself to be in a position where I had to trust, where I had to be vulnerable, where I had to be real and run the risk of being hurt. So you pick somebody like you were saying this. You went back for a year and a half. I should have But you also were not you. Right. You were not this. You were, let me contort myself and twist myself and make myself whatever I need to be to make this work. Exactly. Like you were saying, Tina, let me do whatever I have to do to make this relationship work. And so the real lies were the lies we were telling ourselves. Right. We weren't really in it for a relationship. We knew it wasn't going to work because we weren't able to be our true selves in that situation. Yep. Yep. But when do we find our true selves? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, that's a total another show, but when do we find our true selves? I mean, I think once we work through our issues, whether they're abandonment issues, whether they're lie issues, whether they're forgiveness issues, right? Like, um, I have a problem with forgiveness. I mean, honestly, um, no, when you, we when never you would have guessed. Me, oh <laughs> shit. When you slight me, we are done. Well, I have no tolerance my, for that shit. I'm Fuck like, that. You, I ain't got time, but I'm like you, but I expect people to forgive me, but I won't forgive you. I don't know That's if I like, expect I, people to forgive me, but I tell you what though, you fucking slight me bye, bitch. I ain't got time for you, especially now in my older age. Honestly, I don't have time for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, let me tell you what happened. For example, if I text you in October, you don't text me back. Come January, bitch, you ain't invited to my wedding. <laughs> okay, now see. Wait, wait. I'm feeling pulled up. I'm feeling a time out. <laughs> No, it is none of you. <laughs> okay, but it was see, actually none of you, but I'm sure this person was like, I can't believe I wasn't invited. I'm you know, I'm not the game, but, but I'm, the, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. And I had to I had to stop one of my one of my friends. One of my friends tapped me on the shoulder. It's like, okay, hold on, time out. You can't sit here and say you're gonna cut this person off, that person off, whatever, because they didn't send you a text back. And it takes you two, three days to text somebody else back that you don't <laughs> feel like talking to. I'm like, but that's me. That's it. Yeah, but if it's yeah, my, different. bye, Felicia. Right. right. But I'm, I'm like, it's just like Tina said, I, I expect people to forgive me, but I got to forgive you. And I'm like, okay, that, that doesn't work. And that goes back to my childhood because that's how I was raised. I can't tell you how many times people on my, my mother's side of the family would say, don't trust people. If they if they if they do you wrong, don't have anything to do with them. 
just keep keep going. Don't look back. Don't trust anyone. Well, how do you live like that? Right. But I don't they know. Tell I me- live like that every day, especially with people I work with. I don't trust a motherfucker. <laughs> but how they tell me? Remain. And how many say- people heard the mouth you feed are the hands that will kill you? When you see somebody down, you better kick that motherfucker because when he get up, he gonna put you back down there. Exactly. I ain't never exactly. seen a fight. I'm not a that very trusting fair. person. I'll be honest. I'm not a very trusting person even now, but I have reasons behind that because I just I pick and choose who I want in my life, period. Right. Period. Come on, and Rick I will, you know what I mean? I have two hundred and ninety nine people on my Facebook after getting rid of fucking over two hundred people. I Come had a thousand at one point. I don't even know who they are. <laughs> I don't even know who they are. Come but my point is, motherfucker, shit. I'm too old. I don't have time for this shit. Go another one. Go another one. I'm just, I'm sorry, but honestly, I don't trust people. And I, I'm yeah. cool with my small circle. I really am. I am fine yeah. with that. I mean, there are very few people that know Kayleen and who I am. And I'm okay with that because we all have a facade, right? We all have a we facade. We all have, yeah. It's, and just it's like, funny though, you know, with my family, <laughs> this is so funny because they all think that Auntie Kay thinks that she's too good for everybody because, you know, she's too good. Motherfucker, I ain't too good. I just made different choices than you did. Right. Right. <clears throat> That's what it come boils down to is I made different choices than you did. And let me tell you, I don't got time for your bullshit. I'm fucking almost 50 years old. My life is more than halfway over. Okay. So I don't got time for the bullshit. If you want to be my friend, you know where I am. You have my number. Text my ass. Let's get together. I'm tired of being the one who always says, what you doing Friday night? Let's get together. I have this day, this day, this day off. I don't got time for that anymore. So if you want to be a part of my life, come freely. Okay. But you know what? I I don't got time to be chasing you. I don't because know how to chase you. So I feel abandoned. Is, there is chasing. There is chasing. But the truth of the matter is, what I've learned as I've gotten older, Kim, you have to be okay with the fact that you are the kind of person that hugs people. You have to be okay with the fact that you are the kind of person that wears your heart on your sleeve. You yep. have to be okay with the fact that you're the kind of person that reaches out when other people go. That's dumb. You don't even know that. Well, no, but right. I, you know, I feel bad and I cry and I, I, I haven't answered people. People Facebook me and I didn't answer them back. I have to be Kim is Facebook. They don't expect you to answer. First of all, let me just say, I don't even know why Kim has a phone because she don't. See, <laughs> <laughs> like a week later. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't see this text. It's a week later, bitch. Yes, the you thing, didn't see it. The thing, the thing for me is that I have all these. All these people who are like, I know, I know Tiffany, I know this. Y'all know what I what I put on Facebook, and guess what? My, my mother will say you put your whole entire life on Facebook. I'm like, oh, I put I, I put like one rice, one right. piece of rice of my life on Facebook. I just it just sounds good. I have I have good stories because crazy shit happens to me. <laughs> but that's what I Dude, post. honestly, I honestly, post the crazy sometimes shit I'm like, this bitch, man. I'm I, like, that's Jesus Christ. 
I just, I post the crazy shit that happens to me. I don't, I guess I can back that up. I don't always post the deep, dark shit that goes through my mind. The shit that makes people actually know me. But yeah, people are like, oh yeah, I know you, I know you. You don't know me. So don't you, oh, what are you reaching out to me for? You don't know me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate you reaching out, but you you know a Facebook persona. It's like take take the time to get to know the person so that right. we can build this relationship. We can build some relationships to become friends. You know? That's that's and that's the part have- is me. And I'm like I- you, Kayleen, after this whole incident with this, you know, I, I had gone through some two relationships that were not healthy. And after that, I, I just have this, like this fortress around me. And if people, like, I remember a coworker wanted to set me up and I almost threw up, like physically got sick. I'm like, no, that's okay. Well, coworkers, let me tell you. (laughs) That's a whole nother show. Which I think we've talked about. We've talked about relationship in the workplace. Fuck that. I don't do that. No, I it was a coworker that. that had a friend. Not, I mean, I yeah. They work, no, I'm just but. talking about coworkers in general. Fuck them. Yeah, we but I know what I have learned though. I, whereas you've reached the point in your life where you say, "I don't have time for that." I've reached the point in my life where I don't have time to lie about who I am, mm-hmm. and I don't have time no. to not be who I am. So, if my emotion makes you nervous, if my emotion scares you, if my emotion runs you off, that's on you. Right. I just got to be Kim. Kim uh, is emotional. And Kim is crazy. Mm-hmm. Kim is crazy. <laughs> anyway, speaking of time, it is time, ladies. <laughs> and I do thank you. Tina, thank you for bringing up this subject yes. because, yes. wow, what a powerful subject and a good subject because we all have fucking abandonment issues, whether we work through them or not. It's it's there. And I thank you for that because it's 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 brought some stuff to the surface for me that I'm dealing with right now, which it right. actually allowed me to process some of this stuff with you ladies. I do appreciate that. Well, remember, I learned something from this that we have to forgive ourselves and we have to yes. make amends for yes. To us. Yes. And that is hard. That and is hard. Making amends is easy for someone else. Like giving amends to someone else is probably easier sure. than giving forgiveness. Sure, absolutely. So I would you, agree Kim. with you on that. I would agree with you on that. Thank you. Thank and you, guys. Thank you ladies, Before for being we here. Off, though, we get into some deep stuff. And for those people who might have been triggered by something that we said, it is May is Mental Health Month, Mental Health Awareness Month. And we just want to throw out there because we do care about people. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, 1-800-273- 8255 1-800-273-8255 for our vets natural veterans national veterans crisis line 1-800-273-9191 1-800-273-9191 thank you Kim. please take care of yourselves we Absolutely. love you Everybody, thank you so much thank for being you, here. Thank for you all three of you, ladies. Thank you, you for putting your hearts on the line. Thank you, ladies. Thank you.
And that concludes this episode of Talk Amongst Friends. Thank you for joining us.